0: The following is a Mat Attack production for SJP World Media. Okay, welcome back to the Bolly Podcast. Um, I am the magnificent Matt Lewis, and this week I am joined by my co host, Con McCabe, uh, making his debut on the podcast after running for cover last week uh, of my hurricane. How are you, Connor? I'm doing good. Doing good. That uh, hurricane
1: didn't amount to nothing. Tropical storms, so rain and wind,
0: which is nothing uh, down here. A lot of hot air, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. nice. Fair enough, buddy. Fair enough. Um, Dan is taking a week off um, from the podcast. He will be back uh, in the future for sure. But myself and Connor are going to run you through match day four from the Premier League season 23-24. So, Connor, the um, the, the five-minute rule is in effect. Obviously, we can use less time. Obviously, if you want to use more, up, up to the five minutes you're able to, of course. So, how about we get started with the first match from the weekend? That match from a week from a, from a Friday night we covered actually on the volley this week, and that is Luton Town versus West Ham United. We have five minutes on the clock. Take it away when you're ready, sir. All
1: right, so West Ham. I really didn't expect Luton to get anything out of this match, but they uh, they played well from what I saw. Jared Bowen and James Ward-Prowse are on a different level, especially Jared Bowen right now. I really like what he's doing. He's scoring goals. Um, so far, only four weeks into the season, um, West Ham looks legit. They got Europa League coming up. I think they'll compete in that. Um, I guess my only question is, why hasn't James Ward-Prowse and Jerry Bowen been called up to the England squad?
0: Your guess is that, on that side is as good as mine, Connor. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about whether or not Henderson should be in the side anymore, given that he's playing in Saudi Arabia. Um, he's playing week in week out there, but granted. Um, a lot of people are saying that Maguire should be there. We'll come to him later. Um, we, um, there is a lot of demand for people to be, to be playing in that midfield. Um, I dare say that if they keep putting these performances in, they can't ignore them. Um, they, War Prowse had a solid game. I gave him my man of a match on the day. Um, on, I believe Kurt Zuma was given man of a match on, on the TV. I didn't agree with that personally. Um, I mean, we fought us all over 2-0. And then Luton got to go back later on. Um, to be fair, um, Kaminsky had a, had a good game, I thought, um, for, for the most part. They're we penned right back. Um, I liked the atmosphere. Kenilworth Road is a very it's a bit of a cauldron, and I think that some big, sometime during the season, a big team is going to slip up. I just hope it's not Liverpool. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you hope it's not Arsenal. Um, yeah. Anything else to add regarding um, this match? Because bear in mind, we did cover this game, obviously. So feel free, guys, to go check it out on the SJP World Media feed over on YouTube. Um, we also covered the end of a transfer window uh, on this, and <laughs> myself and Connor actually started a waxing Luke about uh, about <laughs> Nick Pope and Kepper briefly yeah. as well. But that's that's something for you guys to check out on the <laughs> YouTube side of things. Um, anything else to add, buddy?
1: Um only thing I also I got to add is I really liked the atmosphere at Kenilworth Road um, they you could tell they put some time into it um, getting it premier League ready i I really liked it It's one of those stadiums that I just hope I get to visit one day.
0: I got to admit I've never been there um I did see someone as I did see some people as they were leaving your way in which I think we can see you in the bath. Um, As they walk, because obviously that's literally in the middle of a housing estate. It's it's actually quite an interesting location for it. So, you know, if you get the chance to, then absolutely great. Right, let's move on then to the next game. The next game on the list is um, Sheffield United versus Everton from a Saturday lunchtime. Connor, what did you think of Sheffield United vs Everton?
1: I thought Everton would win this match. Um, I did watch a little bit of the highlights of the match. Um, Honestly, because I wasn't getting up at 7 a.m. to watch two lower mid-table teams. But from what I saw, it was a 2-2 draw. So I'm just going to let you take the rest.
0: I've I've got I've got to admit I'm I've seen the highlights for it. I mean Sheffield United not had a good start to their season back in the Premier League, but they did play well against Man City last week and arguably should have got a point. Um Everton, they both um but both sides picked a point. Um i I am Everton, despite their new their new big signing, Beto Jordan Pickford he, he was not he did not have a good game. Um, as a Liverpool fan, that actually makes me quite happy. Um, I probably shouldn't be, you know, I'm full of Schadenfreude. Um, but at, at the end of the day, I, I can't help thinking that he should have done better. Um, I mean, fair, yeah, Pickford did stop McBurnie's um, header right at the end. I, a point is fully fair for each, each team. Archer's a good pick-up for Sheffield United. He's done a good job. Um, scored one, um, and he hit the one which went in off Pickford as well. There's no question that if it hadn't been for fortune on Everton's side of things, everything would be bottom of the table still. That's my genuine personal opinion. Um, obviously, next time out, Sheffield United are playing Tottenham, and when they come back after the international break, um, Everton are hosting Arsenal. Um, a team clue to your heart, Connor. Do you think that the that, back line is going to be able to hold up to um, Jesus, Odegaard, Saka and the like? I don't think they've got much chance against Arsenal.
1: I, I don't think so either. Um, Goodison Park is usually a good place to go and pick up three points if you're the Arsenal. Um I just hope they can continue this winning ways and, and we'll talk about Arsenal later in the show. So oh, I'll just keep some thoughts to myself.
0: That is see, first first of the podcast, but he already knows how to how to um to keep you guys waiting for later on. So let's move on then to um I've got nothing else to add really apart from the fact of I really least don't think Everton are gonna do well here. These are the two team two of the team that I said are gonna go down. I genuinely think Everton will go down rock bottom. Sheffield United probably will be probably be third bottom, and Luton probably second bottom. But Everton, I think Dyche might be gone by Christmas. I think that. Gen- I genuinely think that, and, oh, I, and that's it because I like Sean Dyche. Um, but I one, just gone.
1: Sorry. Um, one 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 more thought to that if Everton goes down you could see some changes with england in that goalkeeper spot i know this we're not talking about internationals but i'm just saying
0: um well you say that but um i generally think that uh, if Everton go down pickford moves on pickford mm-hmm. move on oh,
1: yeah yeah now, pickford move like, on which i 29
0: something like that um i'll be honest jordan pickford is not really someone i've got a lot of time for um, being Everton, being an Everton man, and and before that he was, you know, Sunderland. boy. I've not got a lot of time for him. pick but that's just my personal opinions. And definitely people out there, some people like him. As not you know, me personally. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's something that hasn't changed over the years. I'm, I'm gonna move kind of let's move on though to the next game, Lo right Connor. which is Brentford versus Bournemouth. We're into three o'clock now. Um, Brentford-Bournemouth, um, entertaining game. So
1: Brentford and Bournemouth, what a game this was. This was one of the uh, 10 a.m. games I actually got to sit down and watch this weekend. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, Brentford is firing in all cylinders right now without Ivan Tony. And that makes you think... Uh, Come January, after Ivan Tony's suspension is up, will an offer from Saudi or from across Europe come and knock in? A big money offer that Brentford can't refuse? I think so. But Mbwemo and and, um, Wisa, two players I've really enjoyed watching um, this first couple weeks of the season, and then Bournemouth. They're looking like they're going to be in the midst of a another relegation battle. I picked them to stay up, but it's going to be a real tough one.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough one. Bournemouth will be there, bouts in the season. in to staying up. As will Brentford, uh, this is this was a very good draw. Solanke's finally firing on all cylinders, it was seen. For me, though, the big thing was David Brooks scoring. Because that was his first goal since he's recovered from Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, so that's a big one for a lot of people. Bournemouth will be disappointed um, losing all three points. They've got, well, they have won, but they'll be disappointed not getting all three points, given they were just moments away from their first Premier League win since April. Um They've only taken two from Portable 12 so far um, under their new manager, Irola. Um And Brentford were winning themselves. They'll both be kicking themselves, to be fair, on this one. I've, I hear what you're saying regarding Tony going to, um, to Saudi, but I'll be honest, I don't, I don't think they seem with a big enough name. They're bidding for names in Saudi Arabia at the moment. They want names to get eyes on their product. But you actually watched the Saudi product, and you what is your opinion on it?
1: I mean, it's not bad. Um, it, it gets a bad stick because of all these aging-slash-younger players going there for the money. But it's okay, I guess. Um, I've only seen the big teams play. But it looks like to me, there's maybe 100, maybe anywhere from 1,000 to 10,000 people in these big stadiums, um, which isn't a good look. But the product is just
0: meh. (laughs) That's an honest opinion, to be fair. And that's that's what what we have you here for, dude, to give your honest opinions. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, Brentford and Bournemouth um, they'll both take the point but both will be unhappy that they both didn't get three points so yeah we'll move on from that game to the next game from the fear clocks and the next game is Burnley versus Tottenham Burnley of course going into this game no wins this season um, they were hoping to um Get something against Tottenham, but Connor, they um, they weren't quite fortunate there, were they, sir? Oh, right. um, poor Burnley.
1: That's all I gotta
0: say. It, it, it was a it was a tough day at the office form, wasn't it? They um, I mean, you know, it started well for them. They were even winning briefly, <laughs> briefly. Um, they it quickly went downhill though because um, Son got on the ball, um. I wished I had put um, someone in my um, fantasy team, I know what you did, um, for the upcoming weeks. Um, I was very impressed with Tottenham's attacking display here. Um, it's unquestionable that they're going to have tougher games than this Tottenham. Uh, this was a so intent, I feel. A team which have only got better and stronger since Harry King's departure to Germany. Um, As he came flourishing in Germany, Tottenham are seemingly going from strength to strength without him. Um, Where did Burnley go from here, though?
1: I don't know. Um, I've been seeing a lot of Burnley fans on the Twitters um, saying they needed a left back and a midfielder before the window closed and they did not get that. Um, Burnley's in a position where they were a couple years ago before they went down, and I think they'll go down again. I like Burnley a lot. I'm just, rooting for them to stay up, but I don't know.
0: I still think they will. I still think they will. I think um, Tottenham um, is a good start for them, but can they maintain it? Uh, They usually tend to taper off after Christmas. Burnley... They've had some tough games. Tottenham's a tough game From Man City's a tough game. They've had a lot of tough games for them. There's no easy games in the Premier League, of course. But, yeah, they've had a lot of tough games. Hopefully, they'll have a bit, a bit of some better luck against some of the, quote, mid, mid-table mid teams. You know, like the Chelsea's, for example, mm-hmm. <laughs> going forward in the future. Um, but... Yeah, I don't think they will be, be, be more disheartened by the by the scale of the loss. I think here, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, um, yeah, I I feel poor, poor Burn on that side of things. Hopefully, they can do. Hopefully, they can uh, recover from this. Um, anything else to add, sir? Before we move on to the next game,
1: uh, just shout out to Human Son, our newly named Spurs captain, and he's. One of the best players in the league right now. In fact, he has been for a while.
0: Indeed, and um, he's really taken that the, the amount as the first ever Asian captain of a Premier League side, and he has run with it quite literally. Um, Hat trick in the fourth game as captain. You know, doesn't get much better than that. Does it? Doesn't get much
1: better. I've, I've seen some of the videos when he returns to South Korea and he's treated like a almost like a immortal almost he gets
0: the mess he gets the messy treatment doesn't he? yeah yes, he does. and does. and do you know what back in, it can only boost the Premier League in those areas mm-hmm. of the world for sure right let's move on now to the next game. Which is Chelsea versus Nottingham Forest. Chelsea, who spent, in the transfer window, £400 million on 11 players. Now, granted, they transferred a lot of players out as well, so I will say they balanced the book quite well. Nottingham Forest brought in a lot of players in the transfer window as well. Um... We went through all about on the transfer show, which is on, on SAP Wild Media YouTube channel. Chelsea, no. Connor, how about you sum it up how badly this went for them? Oops,
1: forgot I was muted. <laughs> um, You're good. For starters, Matt Turner, shout out Matt Turner, one of yes. my favorite uh, players, got his first Premier League clean sheet. <laughs> But who would have thought it would have come against Chelsea in a 1-0 win where he faced a lot of shots? That's my guy right there.
0: Yeah. I mean, to make it even worse for Chelsea, it was a former Man United player who scored in in Mm -hmm. Alanga Um, for $15 They spent a lot of money on Alanga and that's a big, big goal he scored. Um, And that's that's not and we gonna put this in the context for what Connor said. Chelsea had 76% possession. 21 shots were fired toward Matt Turner's goal. Only two on target. They did get eight corners, so clearly the Forest players did a great job defensively. Um no about a clean sheet. But the fact is that Forrest only had seven shots total in the game and three of them on target. Yeah, there was no question in my mind that this Forest side... By the way, there's these series of so many players that they have brought in. They're going to absolutely have a good pick, for sure. Uh, I am slightly concerned, um, I'll be honest, for Chelsea. Um, here because Burnley was trying to sign Matson from Chelsea, of course, um, and he turned him down. Chelsea had agreed a fee uh, with Burnley, but he turned Burnley down. Um, well, Matson came on in this game to take the place of Casado. £115 million Casado um, in the middle of the park. I just want to point out, every game to I have been involved in, they've lost. Mm -hmm. I grant you, it's only two. But it's becoming... But already, it's starting to look like Liverpool may have dodged a bullet on that side of things. I am being slightly ironic, of course. Um, With that being said, though, sir, uh, do you... Anything else do you have to say regarding this game?
1: Um... No, Chelsea just looked flat in the attack. And they spent a whole lot of money on attackers. Um, they just looked flat in the attack. And for some reason, their defense just wasn't clicking. I had, like, two Chelsea defenders in my yeah. um, fantasy team. And, yeah, they got one point each. I wasn't very
0: happy. You are not happy. You are not happy for it at all. Um, yeah. So, Chelsea, um, despite spending all that money, um, couldn't buy a goal. Um, but the next game we're going to talk about, because Forrest, obviously, are going to go straight to strength. I'm going to worry about trying to fit all those players in. The next game we're going to talk about, though, um, for a brief moment, I thought it was going to be an upset. Didn't happen, of course. Let's talk now about Man City versus Fulham. Man City sometimes they just take the piss, don't they? Ow
1: um, Holland said uh uh I'm gonna score a hat trick
0: second yeah. hat trick
1: in the game week
0: yeah yeah I mean I mean they went City went one and up and then almost immediately um, Fulham equalized I thought hello have we got Pedro up in our hands? And then Ake scored on stroke of half time. And then Haaland decided he was going to one up Son, <laughs> as it were. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got all respect in the world for Erling Haaland, and every player who plays for Man City. They seem to have only got stronger, even though they've sold Gundogan. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, um, Kenseo has gone too faster. um, Mario's gone as well. And uh, despite all of that, um, they, they don't seem to be any slower going forward. Um, yeah, I mean, it annoys me that they're the only side with a 100 record in Europe, I think. After four games they're the only side in hold Europe 100 record I think um, and both those, and two games without um, without Guadalupe in charge either um, that's that's to show that you could li- literally um, you could literally put one of our young cousins in charge um, and they'd be able to to win a game without man city side. Mm-hmm. Because um, oh, okay. clearly, it doesn't matter who's in charge of that team. You've got to have money to buy the big players. Then they'll get a the result against a team owned by. I'll tell You got on for that one. Um, <laughs> I've got my. my... Um, yeah. Um, obviously, we mentioned obviously on the volley show um, over on YouTube that Haaland was given the PFA Player of the Year. Uh, on Thursday, he got the same one from UEFA. Um, he didn't win the young player of the year award though, that went to yep. um, Saka, um, mm-hmm. from Arsenal. Which I've no problem with Saka winning the award, but given that Haaland was up for it and Haaland was given the player of the year, and they have given the same award to both people before, I'm just thinking, like, why did he not? Because he clearly had the best season of anybody, um, but. You know, I'm not going to throw stones here. You know, I'm very pleased to see it being given to um, being a Um It was a slightly bizarre that um, uh, that the um, the second goal that you scored, um, which was offside, and yet it wasn't Just given as such. Uh, even Harlan said he was offside and that is the,
1: that's the premier league for you
0: I, d- I don't mind human error and that's fine human error sort of thing but that's what the are meant to stop mm-hmm.
1: I think I think once in you know one of these seasons we're gonna see something like we did in the men's and women's World Cup um this past year is we're gonna see like augmented AI or side yeah. technology, or like as soon as a player goes up, like a, a light lights up on the touchline or something. I don't know.
0: Well we need it's something, and thing. We need a little bit of something like that. Um I dare say that um I dare say there are good options out there for it. And, and I dare say it'll be fixed sooner rather than later. Um Fulham gonna be Fulham will be We'll move on from this. They'll they'll be fine, but I think they'll be towards the bottom end of the table. City, um, obviously a a force on all fronts. Obviously, uh, we know they've got Newcastle in the EFL Cup as well coming up, so that's going to be um a trophy Newcastle want to win. Um, obviously they met, I believe they met in the um in a the cup match last year um i want to see newcastle win a trophy instead of man city but not at the expense of my blood reds of course um but yeah i've got nothing else to add for this game sir so let's move on to talk about another team which is um well they're flying high right now And that is Brighton versus Newcastle. Um, I don't know about you, but I did not see it going the way the home side.
1: I did not. My um, applause to Brighton. Um, shout out Ferguson for scoring a hat trick. Uh, he'll be sold for $180 million in January. <laughs>
0: Brighton do have a habit of selling players on. I've done I know it um, in our little um, group chat with you, me and Dan, we have him making no sort of joke about Evan Ferguson. Um but he is the real deal for yes, sure. He is. He's the real deal. Um someone will snap him up. But having said that, Brighton don't aren't obliged to sell, they've got plenty of money nowadays, thanks, thanks to them yeah. selling our players on, um, they really are doing the money ball thing, which Brentford were doing sort of thing, You're just buying players and selling them on sort of thing but it worked for them can't question it, it's been working for them but they're joint second in the league now they're if up there they're, with Arsenal they're up there with Arsenal and Liverpool and Tottenham, they're right they, up there in, in contention they are
1: going to compete this year I should have said this at the beginning, but they are going to compete this year, and I think they'll make it pretty far in the Europa League. In fact, I might even go as bold that we'll see a Liverpool-Brighton final in the Europa League.
0: I think West Ham might have something to say about that. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. I, do, I do believe Bright- are Brighton in Europa or in the Conference League.
1: I, they could be in the Conference League. I could be mistaken.
0: But they in Europe, that's for sure. And they're going to be yeah. up for it, for sure. Um, yeah, he's... Um, the um, interesting thing about um, Evan Ferguson as well, A little stat which I found amazing. Um, he's the first non-English player to hit 10 Premier League goals before his 19th birthday. That's like a little stat. Not a lot of people will be able to beat that one, so he's got that record for, well forever. He's the first one, the first non-English. He's Irish, of course. Um, so yeah, that's great news for him. I'm Newcastle have lost three of our opening four games. Um, they obviously were shocked by Liverpool last time out. Um, they lost this game at Brighton. And obviously, they lost to Man City. But the when they've got is when they went rampant against Aston Villa. They Are we right to be concerned?
1: Yeah, looking at Newcastle's opening fixtures, it's not looking good, though. Um, they got Brentford in the league after the uh, international break.
0: Mm. That's a good tough game from. Is it at Brentford or is it away, buddy?
1: so for the Brentford game, they are home.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. The first Champions League game, they are away to AC Milan. Then they are away in the league to Sheffield United.
0: Well you think they get points there at least. Um they've got they've got a tough start to the season, but they want it back in the Champions League and they have spent money. They've got good players. But you know this one there'll be su- I'm surprised about this one hopefully for all concerns they can bounce back from this
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I so, think they will
1: just just give them time um
0: the Geordie fans might be a little reluctant to give them too much time
1: I think they'll uh, shock some people become champions like I, I just got that gut feeling <laughs> I it's my personal...
0: If they're going to shock anybody, I reckon it they could shock Dortmund or Milan. I don't see them shocking PSG.
1: So, Dortmund and Milan... Uh, well, I don't see them beating Milan. It's just
0: no, not they, they could get a draw out there, though. They could. They could.
1: Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next game. I feel like we've done our five minutes.
0: Absolutely, right. mate. Absolutely. We'll move on to uh, we'll move on to the Sunday games. And the first one we're going to talk about is Crystal Palace versus Wolves. Um,
1: you
0: want to go first, or should I go first? Uh, well, I appreciate appreciate the, uh, the office. I shall go first. That's okay. Um, great game of football. Took a while to get going. <laughs> it was nil <nil-nil> nil at halftime. <laughs> and the game three to the palace. <laughs> I literally like if you if you left at half time, you're an idiot for this game because this one literally had everything. Um It was an excellent game for neutral. Um, I think Roy Hodgson um, maybe aged. Five years as a result of this game. Um, um, Mateta, um, was incredibly influential when he came off a bench to assists and worked well with Edward and Eze, who was linked actually with a, with a big move and in the window he didn't go. Um, I, st- I still can't believe that Wolves didn't try and use their EFL victory of a Blackpool 5-nil win of a Blackpool to try and like you got some goals in you know no no push on we can move forward sort of thing But again it wasn't until Huang came on that that, that Wolves actually scored Is Huang that big of a player for um for Wolves that they can't score without him?
1: It it sounds like it to me. Um, this was one of the games that, I, first of all, Wang should be starting week in, week out. I don't know why he is. Um, but this was one of the games that I actually got to sit down and watch this weekend. Mm. And I sat there when it was 2-2 two, two, Well when Crystal Palace scored the third. I yeah. sat there and thought to myself, is Wolves really this bad? Or has everybody been underrating Crystal Palace? Because mm. so far, the game they've had, I think, was the home loss to Arsenal. I think. But Crystal Palace, are mm. looking like a top mid-table team. Are they going to make Europe? No but they're looking like top mid table
0: so far. I'm quite pleased with, with, with how they've turned around, for sure. Um, I am. I mean, one of the similar stats does like, blow my mind slightly. Bear in mind Palace 1-3-2. Palace had 16 shots, 11 on target, to Wolves' with 12 with 4 on target, and yet Wolves had nearly 60% possession. And the amount of shots they had in a short period of time, uh, Palace, um, well, they made the most of their shots, obviously, they won the game. Um, this is, I, say, I think Wolves will be fine for sure. Um, I definitely think Palace on this kind of performances, you can't look past them at the moment. Um, got a lot of time for both managers. Um, yeah, I mean. Even I mean that um I mean Matata definitely looks a real package as well. Um need to hold on to him. That's all well they can. Um anything else to add,
1: sir? Then what know how uh Crystal Palace would do without Ezier? Well not Ezier, Zaha. But I think they've, yeah. heard, they've heard pretty well without Zaha at the moment.
0: I think he better without him. It's, it's really weird, um, because Zaha was such a big part of their machine for so long. Much like Harry Kane at Tottenham. You take that out, the rest of the team has to step up. And much like Tottenham, Palace are doing that. Like, we don't need him. We've got a good team. And they're working for each other. I want more of the same. More of the same, Palace. More of the same next time out, please. Right, let's move on to the penultimate game from the weekend, shall we, Connor? Let's do it. And that is Liverpool Aston Villa. Aston Villa, who had had a really good start to the week, to the season. Um, you know, I've been championing, how well I mean, yes, they started badly against Newcastle, but they bounced back quite quickly. You know they 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 were doing they were doing fine, and then the wheels sort of came off. In this game, um, they ended up going down to Liverpool, of course. Uh, I'm trying to stay unbiased here. So, Connie may want to come in and give some opinions that I'm, because I'm not going to be unbiased here, I don't think.
1: All right. I will. Uh, Liverpool, uh, they just, they looked on it. I mean, they were on it from the first whistle. just firing on all cylinders ashtonville looked tired um because they did play midweek against hibbs in the final in the second leg of the conference league playoffs congratulations to them they mm. tore apart a terrible hibbs team um
0: wow wow i mean it's true but my god the savagery from mccabe
1: <laughs> I, I think they were just exhausted from the, the uh, midweek
0: game. Well, you're being very generous, I feel, there. I'm not saying that you're not wrong. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong either. I'm saying that maybe you're being a little bit um, harsh. They were up against um, a Liverpool side who were hungry. I mean, Van Dyke was suspended, of course. Um, Trent Aguilar-Arnold Garner- went off injured in this game as well, um, which means we, we had... We had we saw um Kwanzaa make his home debut. Um, and had another good game. He had a good game last week before against Newcastle. Um Schmotzli scoring his first goal for Liverpool and what a hit it was. Um, Matty Cash was unlucky with the own goal. Um Nunes is well he looked dangerous at all times. Yes, he didn't score this week, but he was a constant menace and he uh, he wasn't. He definitely made things uh, um, better for um, for Salah because he was. He, he did get assists for the goal, which I was quite happy about. Obviously, um, picking up the points for that for my dream team. Um, I was. Villa will have other games to worry about. I mean, going coming to Liverpool, going to Anfield. It's never an easy game. Sometimes I think like we'll try and nick a point there. We'll try and get a point there. Only with teams like your Man United, your Arsenals, your they are gonna think like, We're gonna we're gonna go there and we're gonna try and get three points. Everyone else would be more than happy to go there, shut up shop, try and keep Liverpool at arm's length. Um Villa looked as you said, they did they looked, they just looked tired. And I'm hoping but that can change for them because they deserve a they deserve a bit of better fortune and you know how we'll get it out of them for sure. Um Liverpool of course um next time out um I'm trying to remember who they've got in the next game. <laughs> um off the top of my head I can't remember but um the only thing that Villa maybe should be slightly concerned about is is that the, the um, defeats they they have had um, have been heavy. Um, obviously, they went three 0 down to Liverpool, They went five one down to Newcastle. They've um, they've they, they played well um, when they've when they've won, you know. But this um, will concern a few people, but I think Villa will be fine. So um, do- go in.
1: Sorry. To answer your question, Liverpool plays Wolves. I think that's a home game. Let me double-check.
0: Okay. Uh, well, Liverpool versus Wolves would, with, is going to be an interesting fixture. Um, they're a tough team to play. We, we mentioned this um, in the Palace. Um, we're talking about Palace game, obviously. They, um, they've got plenty to, to concern. Liverpool, um, Huang, if he starts against Liverpool next time out, um, he might make it absolute hell for training Alexander-Arnold or his substitute. If he's actually fit the play button, he's actually up that injured obviously now.
1: So the game will be played at Molyneux.
0: Great. One of my least favourite places for Liverpool to go is <laughs> a cauldron. Molyneux is, a, is, a, is an absolute cauldron. Um, looking forward to, um, Looking forward to seeing Liverpool lose that game. (laughs) I don't want us to, but I can see it happening. Right. Shall we move to the last game of the weekend, Connor?
1: The game of the weekend, in my opinion.
0: The game of the weekend, as Connor called it, was arsenal Manchester United. Everybody who knows me knows how much I detest Mark Goldbridge, who loves the United Stand show, because he is just so far up his own fucking arse. It's ridiculous. He's the sort of person who used to put Harry Maguire and his team over Roger Van Dyke back in the day, for example, or would have De Gea over Allison, for example, or wan Bissaka over Alexander Arnold, or Luke Shaw over. Andy Robertson. Um yeah, no. <laughs> um I was extremely pleased with this result. Uh, I'm sure Connor, you were even more pleased, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially the thing is you went one nil down. <laughs> yeah. So um
1: I believe it was the somewhere around the eighteenth the tenth minute mark. You know i go one nil up. Anthony scored his first goal this season. Congrats for him. Yay, don't care. Then I think, uh, in the eight minutes later, Odegaard scores an absolute screamer of a goal. And I go I, must, in, you know.
0: I must correct you, sir. I'm so sorry to correct you. It Rashford mean- scored. Rashford oh, was scored bad. a minute before Odegaard. Oh,
1: okay. I thought it, they said it was on the broadcast. Oh my god!
0: It was literally an instant reply. You couldn't have got a fast reply. Um, for sure, it, I mean sometimes you can feel uh, a lot longer sometimes. Um, Odegaard, it was an absolute peach. No keeper were getting to that one. Um, we will get towards towards the end of the game momentarily, but I will say right now, and this is me not with my Liverpool colours on. This is me being genuinely honest. Manchester United have have um, downgraded in goalkeeper.
1: Yeah,
0: An- um, Anana is not in hayes league at all. Um, I'm wondering if the new keeper is going to come in and take over because he's got the one shirt with Gea vacated. But I'm not. I'm not confident at all. So obviously we um we had the um, the finale of course, which was Garnett show, scoring. And then being ruled offside by the thinnest of margins.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was onside. I don't I One of my good friends is a big United fan, and I actually texted him GG, and then he said they ruled it offside. I said what?
0: Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not entirely sure that it was either. But at the same time, you know you can only go over what they tell you, and if they say it's off, it's off. Um, As an Arsenal fan, I'm pretty sure you were quite happy because moments later, um, down Never End, you went. Declan Rice brings it down, controls it, volley the corner in the back of the net.
1: That was the way to score your first Arsenal goal.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's one hell of a way to do it for sure. And then, just to add um, more um, and salt into the wounds, um, Gabriel do sprints clear um, at the in ninety in like the hundredth minute and sits down on defender and then puts it away. <laughs> it was so 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 cheeky, but so effective at the same time. Um, got a lot of got a lot of concern as a Liverpool fan about this Arsenal team. They are going to go places this season. They seem to have just kicked on from last year. Not against us, please.
1: (laughs) Do you think that this Arsenal team can push City to their limit again?
0: I stand by what I said. I don't think City win the league this year.
1: So who wins Liverpool? Arsenal?
0: I... At best point it's gonna say for anyone but City. Um <laughs> Um I would I was rooting for Arsenal last season when Liverpool were out and running for it. I've got to become I've got to be confident in my own team. Um I think that it City will fall away, especially if Haaland gets injured. It, it could happen. Um, he did have it. He did I mean, have it. In-
1: gone. No it's fine. He did ha- he did have an injury prone. Dortmund career.
0: This is true, this is true, and it definitely could happen him again here. He's been quite fortunate to be injury free, but I'm just wondering what the um, what the future holds for City. I mean yes they've got Alvarez and they've got other players who can step in, obviously. But it's Erling Haaland, probably the greatest striker on the planet. We'll see what you can do against a uh, a, a more um, robust team down the line, of course, but um, Arsenal will be in the mix for sure. I mean, the top four right now, it could be anyone from six, any four from six right now, uh, and I'm putting Brighton in that mix. And West Ham. Like West Ham had a great start as well. So, right now, any, any four from the top seven could easily be top four in the season. Um, and Newcastle, where they get out together as well, for that matter. So, a lot of teams um, making still got to make their move. Um, but, yeah, um, Arsenal will be very happy with this result. And United with work to do. Right. As all the team as all the games wrapped up. Connor, we have from Mr. Griffin a team of the week he has put together. Now his own um, as it is one player from each game and a wild card. So Connor, would you like to go through the team on on Dan's behalf, sir? Yes, I will. Just
1: let me pull up and the chat about. Uh let's see, lower chat okay so dan's team of the week for this week is goalkeeper allison right back trent alexander arnold center back kurt zuma do with that what you will center back <laughs> <Joe> <laughs> war-
0: sorry 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 yeah
1: joe war joe warhol from Nottingham Forest left back, back alexander Zajenko from arsenal uh right mid mathis jensen from brentford center mid abdui decor right decor 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 okay <laughs> can never pronounce his name uh c- center mid uh Ezier from Ezier, uh, yeah, Ezier. Palace. yeah. Uh, left mid human son from tottenham striker Erling Haaland from Man City, striker Evan Ferguson from Brighton, and his wild card is Allison.
0: Yes, and he gave it as, because we had the name one from, from two games, because he, because Allison made more saves than Matt Turner. Um, Matt Turner, uh, we mentioned about the game he had, but at the same time, he only had two shots on target to deal with, um, whereas Allison had a fair, a fair, fair few. To be fair, um, from, from the Villa side of things. But, yes, that is our team of the week. Uh, we're now off for a couple of weeks while we um, are on international break and I'm on honeymoon. Um, these two gentlemen um, will be um, might be doing something in the, in the off period. Keep your eyes on the socials. We'll let you know. Uh, but we'll see you back here in two weeks um, for the roundup of match day five. Guys, take care. Um, Connor, um, where can people get in touch with you? Uh,
1: you can get on touch with and... me. Um, I'm sure it will be linked down in the description below. Uh, that's where Indeed. you can see all my takes on the world of the game. So.
0: In, indeed, one more time that's at Connor on X or Twitter, whatever you call it. Find Dan at Dan Griven21, where you can find him talking about wrestling that's 25 years out of date or movies that are 30 years out of date. Um, and also check him out on the UGT Podcast at UGT Pod. Um, find me at MattackUK. UK. Um, find Volley Show at Volley Show on, on X as well. Follow the network at HP World Media. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Connor, as always, a pleasure. Never a Chaucer. Uh, Looking forward to seeing the new office when it's all all up and running. Um, On behalf of us all, hurt the volley? See. That's full time. We are at it.